0: When I think of someone building a home, I generally think of construction, work sites, paint absolutely everywhere, lumber being dragged across concrete slabs, and a lot of very intensive labor over many, many months. While that's probably not the most correct picture, I definitely do not think of a 900-square-foot home being built in a factory. Yet it's being done. Prefabricated fabricated and manufactured homes are cropping up more and more across the U.S. as more companies look to build housing in new and creative ways. This is Deconstruct, a podcast by The Real Deal.
1: Prefab is an industry term that describes four major building systems.
0: That's Steve Glenn. He's the founder and CEO of Plant Prefab. The company makes custom prefab homes out of two factories in California.
1: So the biggest category is what the industry calls manufactured homes.
0: Once known as mobile homes, these properties are federally and state permitted. They're built to code set by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development then transported to a site and are required to be installed on a permanent base frame. States and counties across the country have their own rules for manufactured homes. In New York, a manufactured home is at least eight feet in width and 40 feet in length, around 320 square feet.
1: Next biggest category are modular homes. Modules, think of them as big Lego pieces. That's where you're building a part of the home, could be one or multiple rooms and then down on site.
0: Modular construction comes under local jurisdiction and can be used to build multifamily properties, too. Even some hotels in New York and Los Angeles have used modular construction methods.
1: Next category panelized. So that's where you're building like a a roof component or a wall component or floor component. And by the way, as I'm describing these systems, I'm moving from things that happen mostly in the factory to things that happen mostly on site. So right, so with panelized, you have more work to do um, once you're on site than you do with module.
0: Prefab panels are becoming more popular. A wall or roof is built offsite in a factory and then assembled together on the home's planned site.
1: And then the last category is a, a kit home. That's where you have pre-cut pieces. Sears uh, was started as a kit home uh, manufacturer a hundred some years ago. Um, obviously you have the most amount of work to do on site because you're just getting the raw components. If someone asked what Sears Roebuck and Company has contributed to the history of architecture, maybe you'd think of the Sears Tower, the world's tallest building. You'd be right, but there's more, much more. From 1908 to 1937, Sears contributed houses, honor built houses they were called. As Harry Porterfield reports, all you had to do was open up a catalog and pick the home of your choice.
0: Sears, the now defunct department store, sold more than 70,000 kit homes by mail from 1908 through the 1940s, proving prefabricated homes aren't all that new. You could even choose from more than 370 designs. So Plant Prefab designs and constructs two of these categories. The company works on modular homes as well as panels for assembly on site. Steve, how exactly do you build, you know, a prefabricated home? In a factory?
1: I mean there are two approaches what most people are doing um, you've got a warehouse um, so it's an all-weather facility that's an advantage. Um, and you're pretty much have the same kind of people you might have on site. Now some factories like us use jigs so those are uh, kind of flat planes where we build the walls and that ensures that everything is super, square, uh, straight, flush, Uh, and then we sort of tilt up the walls to, to create the modules and then we have a separate line. We use a jig to create the framing for the panels.
0: So from there, Steve tells me electricians, plumbers, and other tradespeople then come in to make sure the house can be properly fitted with electricity and running water like they would on a regular construction site.
1: We broke ground on what will be our first automated facility So almost all of the manual processes we use to make the plant panels will be automated with equipment that automatically creates the frames and puts in insulation and creates the headers for the windows and doors and puts on the OSB. These are all processes that currently we're doing manually and that certainly site-based guys do manually that will all be automated and that will allow us to do it much faster, much lower cost and with a higher degree of of quality.
0: But not all companies in this space have opened their own factories. So we partner with a factory here in California. That's Lauren Tucker. She helped start Orbit Homes, a manufactured housing builder based out of Malibu. Orbit Homes designs 900 to 1200 square foot homes that are built off site and then assembled on the homeowner's land. They also build luxury mobile homes for installation at mobile home parks. The firm works with Champion Home Builders, which builds manufactured and modular homes across the U.S.
2: So we've worked with them to create an exclusive line of our own designs. Uh, so the designs you find with us, you wouldn't find anywhere else.
0: A 900 square foot manufactured house from Orbit Homes costs around $265,000, or about $290 per square foot, plus additional costs for delivery and installation. In 2020, construction costs in California increased to $220 per square foot, according to UC Berkeley's Turner Center for Housing Innovation, though costs are likely to be much higher now due to supply chain issues. And financing a manufactured home is also not that different from financing a regular home.
2: So we work with a variety of lenders who are used to the manufactured housing industry. A lot of the loan packages look very similar to a traditional mortgage, And so, you know, putting down a down payment, reasonable interest rate, long time life of a loan, just like a mortgage.
0: Lauren, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about why someone would buy a manufactured home. What are the advantages?
2: We'd like to think that there's way more ease in ordering a manufactured home because you're choosing uh, your floor plan, you're choosing your finished materials And then once your home goes into production, your price is locked, which is a really big deal in today's housing market, especially when you're building from the ground up. And then uh, once it arrives on site, there's traditionally only one final inspection. So it's not like site build or even modular where you're inspecting every round. Like, okay, we did the setup. Okay, we did the windows. Oh, the deck's finished. And you're kind of inspecting every time. Uh, for manufactured housing, there's one or maybe two inspections.
1: An advantage you almost always get is it, it tends to be faster in construction and more reliable you can count on schedules. Generally, it can be lower cost. It really depends on what you're doing, where it's not always a lower cost. Although those of us who are going to be doing automation, I think it'll be easier for us to do that definitely less waste. The materials we choose, um, we're very careful about, so we tend to build in a more sustainable way. But again, you don't always get that prefab manufacturing.
0: And what about the disadvantages?
1: In terms of disadvantages, um, the vast majority don't do custom, so you sort of have to accept what they take. You know, it's A, B, or C, maybe you can customize, you know, some finishes or fixtures, but not floor plan and elevation.
0: Prefab isn't for everybody, especially for people who like to design their own homes or want their ideal kitchen. And not all prefab companies have succeeded. Katera, which made large wood panels and modular building components, filed for bankruptcy in 2021 after laying off hundreds of employees, shutting down factories and failing to deliver some of its projects on time.
2: Over the last two
0: years, California has enacted new legislation to help streamline the process of installing Accessory Dwelling Units, or ADUs, to help increase housing supply across the state. What exactly is an ADU? Think about a small cottage in your backyard or an apartment built out of the garage. Now, why am I talking about ADUs? Well, some builders are making ADUs using modular construction and manufactured housing methods. Orbit Homes is one of them. Another is a company called Abodu. Uh,
3: Our primary means of construction is actually factory built housing. So we build our ADUs uh, in a factory controlled environment two local building codes, meaning they're up to date on all um, engineering requirements, uh, uh, energy standards, you name it, depending on the local municipalities that we're building in. And we manage the process full stack for homeowners from start to finish. So that includes you know, running permits with the municipalities, uh, managing all that site work. Some people often think, oh, it's like a tiny home. It's more of like a, a condo or an apartment that instead of being in a big multifamily building is actually just in a backyard.
0: A Bodu offers ADUs ranging from 350 to 610 square feet in size, with up to two bedrooms. But as Steve was saying earlier, one of the disadvantages is that they come already designed. There's no custom two-bedroom unit. John, why would people want an ADU?
3: The use cases are quite numerous, right? If you think about it, having an extra dwelling unit in your backyard can serve multiple different purposes. Uh, At a Bodu, our customer base is typically split about 50-50. 50% of our homeowners use it for family uses, right? That can be multi-generational families, which are an all-time high since COVID. Uh, You know, child coming back from school, grandpa, grandma, aunts, uncles, you name it, but for that kind of like larger family expansion. And the other half of our customers use it for rental income. So dedicated use for earning a return uh, on their invested dollar out of their unused backyard space.
0: California cut a lot of the red tape around ADUs to promote additional construction of these units as a way to add to the state's withering housing supply. Some states have really stuck to this. Los Angeles banned short-term rentals of ADUs, meaning they can't be constructed and then immediately put on Airbnb. For this segment, I was curious as to whether anyone in the prefab housing industry Soil manufactured housing as a solution to housing crises across the country. The responses I got varied, but all guests on this episode sort as part of the solution.
1: Can prefab help make more housing more efficiently? Yes, full stop. So SB 10, ADUs, multifamily, it, it can help make the construction process more efficient.
2: I definitely think that we need a variety of solutions, um, and one of our advantages is, as I shared before, building in a factory, there's just more knowns than unknowns. So we're not dealing with whether We're dealing with a price that's locked once production starts, where I know a lot of folks are really struggling when price increases happen and you're in the middle of building a home. That can be really, really tough.
0: Prefab companies, like all other construction firms right now, are also dealing with supply chain issues. They're not immune.
2: I mean, it's crazy right now. Like nails are more expensive than they used to be, and materials are not available.
0: Lauren also says prefab can help alleviate the problem of having excessive waste on home construction sites.
2: When you look at construction sites, there can tend to be a ton of waste, where in a factory context, you're building with such precision. And then if there are any materials left over, those are getting utilized on other builds. So you don't have those like dumpsters full of random things that are left over or, you know, all this trash. There's a lot more precision about the use of materials.
0: Deconstruct airs every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud, or you can listen at therealdeal.com. If you have comments on this episode or on the series, or if you have a guest idea or topic you think we should chat about, feel free to email us at podcasts at Next week, we're talking about the big wide world of real estate Twitter and the rise of anonymous accounts. Tune in then.